debt. Not the financial kind where you'll stuff in your credit cards. We're going to talk about the debt that leaders accrue when they make decisions that don't necessarily account about the future impacts of those decisions. We're going to talk about what you can do to try to improve the decisions that you make, reduce the amount of future debt that you may accrue. Today on the Practicing Leader Podcast, we're going to talk about exactly that. I'm your host, Pool Bargava, and let's get started. When we talk about debt, we talk about those future things that we make a decision about today that might have an impact on how much work you might have to do in the future. For example, I'm not going to proofread my paper today. I'm going to wait until I get done, and then at the end, I'll proofread all of it. It'll be, it'll be just fine. Or if you're coding, I'm not going to write my test cases today. I'm going, to, I'm going to actually, I'm going to get done with my future first, and then I'm going to go and build my test cases afterwards. Or if you're trying to put together a project plan, not going and having a conversation with all the, all the members of your team. Or if you're working on a class project, you decide that, you know what, we're just going to power through this and finish this project. And at the end, we'll try to figure out exactly how we're going to present it. These are all small decisions that we make on a day-to-day basis while we're doing the work that have an impact on how much work will accrue for the end of the actual project or end of the actual product that we're attempting to build. These are things that as a leader, you have an opportunity to be able to influence and say, hey, should we make these decisions now? Should we cut these corners now? Or should we plan for all of these things, know exactly when they're going to occur, and actually try to make sure that we don't have a bunch of debt at the end that we end up having to pay? Because at one time or another, that debt will come due. As you think about debt, you think about the leadership, and you think about the types of decisions you could make, when you're early in career or early in school, you don't necessarily know about all the pitfalls that you might have in front of you. You may not know that I should do testing. You may not know that I should go prepare with my colleagues. You may not know I should study more for that test. You may not know those things because you're early in career or you're early in, in learning how those things work. As you gain more experience, you'll find that these things become more readily apparent. You can see those things more readily and more easily. This is where, as a leader, it is your responsibility to try to bring everyone along to help them understand, hey, if you make this decision today, it has this impact tomorrow, and to help them understand the implications of those decisions. If you don't do that, please be not be surprised that when you do get to the end, all of those things do come due at some, in some way. Either it'll be accrued as cost to you, or it'll be accrued, accrued as a cost to either your colleague, your partner, your classmate, your whomever. It'll be something that somebody will have to pay. You just may not realize it up until you get to the end. I think back when I was earlier on in my career and I was starting off coding, working in a small startup, and we were constantly behind in trying to deliver against our, our schedules. And what the plan was is that we'd all stay late. We would all work until we couldn't work any longer. and We'd some full all-nighters. And try to get the job done. But what ended up happening was a lot of times we would end up in a situation where the code that we would generate wouldn't meet the quality standards that we needed. We'd run into a situation where more build breaks would happen, code didn't work, the integration between two systems didn't work, one piece of code worked where the other one didn't, and then vice versa, and it switched back and forth. When we found that we were ending up staying up late in that, it might have been better for us to call it quits that evening and come back fresh the next day. 
There are many ways you can look at technical debt and ways to avoid having it in the first place. We are actually talking about slowing down to speed up as a methodical approach for actually avoiding technical debt by getting to better planning. In a book called Twist of the Wrist by Keith Code, it's, about, it's a book that's about how do you become a racer. And one of the stories that was recounted in this book was about a young man that was actually out on the track going around and running laps and came into the, into the pit to complain about how the bike was not handling well, how it was not up to handling the speed. And it's seeming having to plenty of, have plenty of power, but not able to handle it well. And that was the, the, the young man's perspective. That's what he thought, is that that was the problem. What would end up happening is that he'd, he'd become very tired trying to muscle his way around curves in order to be able to get in tightly as he could to be able to make the turn. And the instructor said, all right, why don't we try this? Why don't you slow down? Don't work so hard going into the turn. And when you come out, speed up on the way out. Don't worry about your lap times. Take it easy. Don't try to make the, do, don't try to make the bike do something that you're, it's not naturally trying to do. Just go through and ride it through. In order, don't aim for the fastest speed but aim for the most comfortable path for you to be able to take where you don't feel like you're muscling the bike in order to be able to make the result. Don't try to force it. The student did what he was told, and he slowed down into the turns, he rolled the throttle on evenly, and the bike was easy to ride. Didn't think his lap time would be great, and then when he came through, he found out that his actual lap time was actually two seconds faster than when he was trying and forcing it even all the way through. No matter what job you might be in, you might be trying to get some code written, trying to write a new doc, trying to finish a paper, trying to go through and figure out how do you make that next sale. There's always a way for you to be able to try to force things and try to try to get through more quickly. The goal shouldn't be to get through quickly. Your goal should be to get through consistently. As you become better at, at whatever it is that you're doing, consistency will actually get you a better result in the long term rather than burst speed which may result in a less than quality outcome. Since my background is engineering, I'm gonna go ahead and give an engineering example for this case. When you're writing code, and this is actually something that um, my middle school teacher taught me way, way back when, when I first started in computer science, the thing you wanna do is first outline what it is that you're trying to build, make sure that you've got a plan about how you're gonna test it, and then build it after you understand what the actual outcome is that you're looking for. If you attempt to go build something before you actually know what you're trying to get finished, you're going to get a bunch of code that may or may not work well together. And when you think about the activities that we need to do, let's write out a plan. Let's figure out exactly what we're going to do. Let's make sure the code is commented. Let's make sure we've got good test cases in place. Let's make sure the tests run and actually are successful. Let's make sure it builds and builds well and make sure that I can deploy it and do so consistently and have an easy way to be able to manage it in the long term. I could probably just ship something really, really quickly, but that doesn't necessarily meet the outcome that I'm looking for, which is something that is sustainable and maintainable in the long term. So the same way when you think about any sort of process that you're looking through, how you write a paper, how you write a document, how you actually build a project plan, whatever the case might be, being methodical about it is going to yield you a much better result. That investment of a little time up front, that little bit of preparation, that little bit of planning, that little bit of making sure you understand exactly what outcome you're looking for and outlining it completely is going to yield you the best result you could get. If you try to go quickly and say, you know what, that planning stuff, don't really need it. What often happens is you get surprised by things that you didn't anticipate. 
When you think about trying to go quickly, consider some of the risks that you can stumble into, whether it be a result of poor quality because you've moved too quickly or because you maybe have not got enough rest, whether it be because of miscommunication and maybe you're moving quickly, maybe your peer is not moving as quickly. These are things that can actually have an impact. If you are building one thing and they're building something else, that's something that's going to cause friction in the long term. Scope creep or more work getting inserted into the project than you initially anticipated where you started off with something small and achievable, but now it's something suddenly is becoming bigger and bigger and more difficult to complete. Uh, one of the things that could be a consideration is burnout. If everyone's working long hours, everyone's trying to go meet the goal, everyone's trying to spend all their time in, in trying to complete the project and you run into a situation where now everyone is now running out of energy, running out of time, not able to finish, and then feeling a little bit demoralized by not being able to complete based upon the timelines that they may have set. Next one's missed deadlines. If you consider that you're trying to push something through, even though you may or, not, may or may not have sufficient time to be able to finish, likelihood is that you're going to have missed expectations or missed deadlines. And this all together generates an increased risk to the actual overall project that you're trying to help be successful. So be thoughtful when you're going through and you're doing these things. Make sure you're having really, really great conversations with either your manager, your, your customers, or whomever you're speaking with to be able to make sure that they understand the outcome that you both want is, I want to be able to help deliver something for you, but I want to make sure that the, it gets the quality that you need and that you want at the other side. If you get something at the other side, but it doesn't meet the quality bar that you're looking for, you're going to run into the case where a customer or a partner team is not going to feel good about the result that you produced and you're going to have a damaged relationship as a result. So tying to those things, as you're thinking about how do you lead a project or how do you lead your way through all of this, make sure that you've got very, very clear goals. Make sure that you've got a realistic plan of how you're going to deliver whatever it is. Whether it be as simple as I'm writing a paper for, for my dissertation or if I'm getting ready for a test or if I'm going to go and set up a float for a parade, whatever the case might be, make sure that you're setting very, very clear project plan of how you're going to accomplish those things and make sure that you're clearly communicating what it is that everyone's trying to accomplish and make sure that everyone is on the same page. If something looks big, feels big in terms of it being a task or a project or anything else, Break down the tasks so that way they are small enough and bite-sized enough so that way you can be able to describe them well and you can actually know what the next action looks like. This is where, that's where I think a lot of time goes is we think we understand what the next action is, but until we actually start delving into it, we actually don't know. So make sure that when you're breaking down your project plan and you're looking at the tasks that are associated with doing it, make sure you call all those things out. If you're working with a group of people or working, you know, in like, for example, if you're working in a class project together, make sure that you're taking the time to collaborate with your project project members to make sure everyone is on the same page. Everyone understands what the goal is. One of the challenges, at least I had in school, was when you had a bunch of other people that were trying to go help you go complete a project, not everyone had, not everyone had the same level of commitment. So you needed to understand where things were at. So you needed to have a good conversation with those people to figure out are they going to do the things? Are they not going to do the things? Is everyone going to be able to deliver on the same date? Did anybody need help? Be able to ask those kind of questions. And just make sure that you're being very clear with everybody and having very clear expectations is going to be make it possible for you to be able to achieve the result that you want, whether it be a finished project, a finished software, a piece of software, whether it be a project plan, whatever the case might be, just make sure that you're being very clear about what the execution goal is 
in that everyone actually has the same goal together. Last thing. Slowing down is not bad. Slowing down in order to be able to achieve a result, in order to be able to have a predictable outcome, is what we're all looking for. It doesn't matter which project or what thing you're working on, everyone is looking for that predictability. Your manager, your professor, your coach, whomever the case might be, everyone wants you to everyone wants you to be predictable and be able to say, hey, when you go meet, when you I ask you to go do something, you meet that goal and you can do so in a way that I don't have to worry about whether or not the result is going to come through or not. It's one of those things that helps you build trust and build a relationship with the people that you're actually working with or going to school with or wherever it might be. But don't mistake that saying that slowing down to speed up, that slowing down is bad. There is nothing bad with slowing down, especially if you're being methodical in the manner in which you're trying to deliver something. Leadership is a responsibility that only takes a few seconds to be able to execute against. Being there for somebody when they need you is something that you can do on a day-to-day basis and allow you to be able to help them reach the goals that they need to have met. I'm putting on a workshop to discuss the leadership qualities and mindset that one needs in order to be able to be the best leader you can be for others in, a mirror, in order to help them reach their goals. If you're interested, you can go to thepracticingleader.com workshop to get more information. Again, I'm your host, Brutal Bargava, with the Practicing Leader Podcast, and I'll talk to you next week.